Hello, it's Rafaela here from ThreadUp. I continue to support the creative community through this crisis with all sessions now on video and phone calls. For details, please check threadup.co.uk. You can also find details of free check-ins I offer on my Twitter at threadup underscore and on Instagram and Facebook at threadup. Please share this. Somebody out there might need it. Stay safe and let's get through it together. Psychomedy Daily Dose, the spin-off series of short episodes of Psychomedy during this time of near total shutdown of the live comedy circuit due to coronavirus. I'm Nathan Cassidy, stand-up comedian and Bachelor of Science in Psychology, and every day now I'm going to be talking with a different comedian about the current situation, along with passing on some hopefully really helpful and positive strategies, coping mechanisms from the counselling professionals we partner with at threadup.co.uk. I'm hoping that by sharing experiences and some positivity with comedians, we can all get through this together in the best possible way. So joining me on Psychomedy Daily Dose today, it's Alex Lowe. Hello there. Pleasure to have you on. So yes, how are you, Alex? Your lockdown situation, I think, is similar to mine. You're with, you're with kids, or those, yours are slightly older than mine. Yes, yes. Um, I'm uh, out in Watford. Luckily, mm. we've got uh, lots of fields. I mean, I say Watford, it's, it's a nice bit of Watford. Lots of fields, <laughs> greenery, green belts. So uh, we, we, we got a dog about in, in August. I'm not very much of a doggy person, mm. but I've, um, it's such a lovely thing to go out on the fields for two hours at a time. Strictly speaking, we're only allowed an hour, but there's no one around if you go sort of miles. I like to go kind of really early, get away from people. Yeah. I'm not talking to people. I, my wife's a big one for this kind of suburban chit-chat, which <laughs> I not bear. I just would rather not say anything. <laughs> only, you know, I mean, there's only a select few people, few people I like to talk to, and most <laughs> of them don't live around here. <laughs> so is this uh is this is this crisis not changing you at all do you not think that oh i need to i need to ask people whether they're enjoy enjoying the weather or something i do a little bit of that i'm not a complete bastard but uh, <laughs> i just you know there's certain things i mean my wife and i our diff we, we, we're sort of interested in very different things so she yeah. she's a school teacher so she often meets uh, local kids who are at her school and parents and there's a lot of talk about education and you know sort of middle class mummies wanting to talk to her about uh, exams and GCSEs and A-levels <laughs> and all that and you know I, that holds no interest for me <laughs> and uh, you know unless it's show business I'm not really interested <laughs> 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 Turning up at your kid's school. Do you, do you know who I am? I don't, I'm not interested in PTA meetings. Exactly. There's Look a at lot my of, face. There's, there's a lot of muggles about who are not <laughs> the, the lovely show business dust that we are, Nathan. <laughs> yes. yes. I, it, um, I remember, oh God, what is that bloody producer's name? Kenton Allen. Oh, right, yeah. producer. And someone told me that once... Someone said to him, "Have you got any friends who aren't in media or show business?" And he went, <laughs> uh, 
No, why, why, why on earth would I? <laughs> what, would, what would be the point? <laughs> I'm not quite as bad as that. <laughs> yeah. um, talking about showbiz, how is yeah. your good friend Barry from Watford? He's, he's 83, uh, he's, he, must be, he must be at risk. He's, he's, he's at home, you know, <laughs> doing his own uh, thing. He's taken out lots of little hobbies. Uh, <laughs> Barry's all right. I've been doing... Um, Zoom video broadcasting as him selling tickets. Yes, I saw my that. my uh, agent and uh, there's a producer, Jay Pon Jones, just sort of swung into action unbelievably. Uh, oh. Basically, you know, I'm putting a brave face. Now. I, I'm being positive, but I, I've just been on tour doing my Clinton Baptiste character, which I did in Phoenix Nights. Yeah, I've been all over the country, and and you know, it's the Peter K effect. I was selling so many tickets oh. and the tour was extending for like six months and suddenly it came to a grinding halt and I can't bear to think about it too much. We're supposed to be going out again and fulfilling those dates. I don't know whether I'm ever going to see any money that we've earned because I've not received any um, and you know, who knows if those theatres have gone bankrupt, I just don't know. Um, so my agent and Jay Pon Jones just swung into action and said, look, this is the way it's going to have to be. Well, as you know, this is what we're doing now. We're speaking over Zoom. Mm. But, um, you know, let's just find a way of selling tickets and performing over the internet. And so Barry has been uh, performing, you know, from his study, spare bedroom, mm. uh, you know, on, on Zoom, which, of course, is never as nice as being up against a live audience, but it's something. And... Uh, so far, touch wood, you know, it's, it's been all right. Yeah, no, it's nice. I saw you were raising money for the NHS yesterday, which is great. Yeah, we did. We did a performance last night for the NHS, mm. uh, which I think, you know, you don't want to keep flogging your tickets and badgering people every hour of the day and night on Twitter. I'm doing the show, I'm doing the show. <laughs> we finally, um, we did this thing, and I think we raised quite a lot of money last night. Brilliant. For the NHS. But what's really funny is actually there have been some people on Twitter saying, and why don't you do something to the NHS? And I, you know, and that's fine, but you wonder that this is actually my job. And yeah. you don't know who you are saying that to me. Have you given any of your wages to the NHS? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not Mickey Flanagan. You know, I, <laughs> you know, I I'm just uh, uh, just about scraping by like anyone else. Yeah, yeah. And also, as we mentioned before on this podcast, you know, the, we're not as obviously as essential as the NHS, but a lot of people are looking to comedians to get them through, you know, at least for an hour to get them through this time, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, this sounds really grand of me, but honestly, it's a vocation, isn't it? Working in yeah. the arts. And, and you are kind of duty bound to try and, you know, I'm the Arthur Askey of... Um, of the coronavirus, you know, putting out <laughs> entertainment. Um, there's, a, there's a topical reference for all you youngsters. <laughs> you know, I've been doing Ian Lee's show on talk radio, Barry phoning up that, which is something I used to do years ago. Mm. And Ian Lee was saying to me, he genuinely feels for the first time in years, he's, he's offering a public service and trying mm. to keep people, uh, keep people's spirits up. And particularly on his show, you get people phoning up who really are very depressed because Ian suffered from depression. He's very open about that on yeah. his show. So it does attract people. And you do hear about the kind of mental cost of, of being stuck indoors. So yeah. yeah, I do see it as a, you know, something that we're kind of 
duty bound to do. Whether it succeeds, whether people just go, oh Christ, not him again, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw a I saw a tweet from Ian the other day. I don't know that he was just having a down day, but he was saying he was frustrated by his lack of output and his lack of motivation during yeah. this time. And uh, you know, a lot of people are treating it differently. And of course, it's fine to have a reset and have a holiday. You don't need to produce anything, but it's interesting to see you producing so much. And uh, you know, you said it was your producers that you know, we're encouraging you to get that together. But does that come from your work ethic as well to get, because you've always put such a lot out there. Is that, you know, is that how you're feeling as well? You want to put a lot out there during this time? I really do suffer from a bit of a problem of uh, working all the time. And I think uh, I mean, I'm doing a Clinton show tomorrow night and I'm doing a Barry show the night after. And then I really need to stop for a bit. Uh, just because, you know, I, I've actually ended up committing to these shows throughout Easter and I haven't seen my wife and kids <laughs> very much. Uh, see the dog, I walk a bit, do the shows. So, yeah, I'm I'm a bit of a workaholic in that way. But also I'm considerably older than you, Nathan, and I feel like I, I don't know how long I've got till I'm going to retire. or I mean, I'm never going to be able to retire, but while you're still able, I, I just want to put lots of stuff out there. Uh, and yeah, I don't know what to say about that. I would, I, my, but you know, my upbringing was very sort of Protestant work ethic, you know, and, and my parents were still a bit funny about, um, me doing any of this for a living. So mm -hmm. I've always felt the need to sort of prove that I'm actually doing something and not sitting around, you know, getting bitter about lost opportunities or who's doing better or, you know, not earning any money. I just yeah. have to. Also, you know, I've never really had much money. I have to do it to earn money. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's it. I got to earn some money. I'm unashamed about that. Yeah. No, I've also I've also felt the same as you. I've always, you know, you talk about age. Even from a very young age, from when I was a kid. Yeah. You, know, you mentioned death there, and like, oh, I haven't got much time left. I've always felt that uh, since I was a kid. I talk about this on the main psychomedy show sometimes when we're talking about the psychology of comedy more and we talked to like Gronje Maguire about this and she was talking about her work addiction and getting to the bottom of that you know I think mine comes from when my grandparents retired they got like well my granddad retired he got Alzheimer's pretty much straight away so he kind of worked his whole life to retire uh, to save for his retirement and then so that was that's always been on my mind that this could be over or it's no point you know no point saving for a rainy day or whatever that's, yeah. where, that's where my work ethic comes from in terms of I just think I've got to get it out there now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I feel like that. I've never been under any illusions. Uh, I mean, you'll get me on to talking about... In fact, I must listen to that podcast. Just just tell me which one that is. Yeah, it's really interesting. It came out of nowhere because I it was Gronny Maguire. And it's really interesting because I talked to... I think this is on the podcast. I'm sure she won't mind me saying this. Uh, I talked to her friend beforehand. And I know Gronny. I've known her for years. And I just thought, what's, what, what could I... Because I like to talk about slightly different things every time. And one of her friends said she's she's a workaholic. She really works hard. And I was like, well, that's not particularly interesting. We're all workaholics, aren't we in this industry? But then I started talking to her about it and my God, it was interesting how she viewed it as a issue. And she went to meetings. She went to workaholic meetings. Um, 
which was really interesting. And I said to her, where are these workaholic meetings? And she wouldn't tell me. It was like a secret thing, like it'll find you or you'll find it. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was really interesting. I wonder if I need to do that. I have, mm. it's, it's a, a, you know what? The, the, the other thing is that uh, this is going to be a very, very unpopular view. But I, at school during that kind of Thatcher era, very much a child of the Thatcher age. Mm. And when I was growing up, uh, I mean, yeah, God, I've never voted Tory in my life. But that sort of thing that was drilled into us at school, which is plainly nonsense, which is that sort of if you work hard enough, you will achieve what you want. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this it's just not the case, which I've found out over the years. But, you know, it, it, you just have to keep going and eventually you'll get there. And it's all about graft and it's a tough world out there and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I just that's just been the one sort of thing that, has, I don't know, that's the, the kind of work ethic that was drilled into me from very young age. And my kids don't feel like that. My wife doesn't feel like that. Um, my daughter, you know, is a teenager, breezes through things. I'm not saying she doesn't work hard, but she's not obsessed with it by me. And she's not of that sort of um, philosophy. But it's just that kind of, the, the, this sort of 80s idea, the world is unforgiving and tough. And it's not going to be very pleasant, but you just have to keep going and grafting. You, you know, no one, I was thinking it would be the worst thing if you got to 70 years old and you went, oh, it's too late, and I never actually tried to do anything. Mm. I have to say, you know, since I was doing that tour and it was and it was selling out, and, I, and I'm certainly planning to continue it and write a new Clinton show, mm. I really did reach a point where I thought, well, you know, I'm really delighted to be doing this. Mm. There's like, you know, playing to sort of 700 people or whatever. Yeah. And, touring around the country and staying in hotels which I love doing I don't know why anyone moans about that um, <laughs> great fun um, I did think okay well I'm really if nothing else happens I did this for a bit and I really enjoyed this mm. um, so I was kind of plateauing a bit and thinking oh well this will do this is great yeah. um, the other thing is I really like to speak to people in the comedy world like yourself who are jobbing comedians because yeah. I also feel slightly like I'm bit of a jack of all trades and I'm an actor and and you know it's nice to be sort of recognized in some way as having any sort of foot in the comedy cabaret stand-up world you know I, I like to I've always felt a bit of an interloper in that although I've been doing it for 10 years off and on yeah you know yeah. sort of do it but I I'm always delighted if if anyone sort of recognizes that I have done a bit of uh, stand up. Oh so. God, it's great. You know, I, I remember very fondly our last gig together. But yeah, w- when I when I see you on TV, on uh, particularly on Noel Edmonds, cheap, cheap, cheap. I think there's a, there's a star. There's a star. Oh, my, my, TV, my TV hero, Noel Edmonds, and Alex Lowe on the same show. <laughs> when, when, when's that coming back? It was uh, it was a bizarre oh. delight. Yeah, well. You know what? Cheap, cheap, cheap. For anyone who's never heard of it, it was 31-hour <laughs> episodes of uh, on Channel 4. And it could have been a real cult classic. But they put it out in the middle of summer. 
and I was assured at the time, oh no, 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 there's never any downtime now. Don't think that because it comes out on July the 20th that uh, it means that we don't like it. There's, there's, there's uh, catch up and there's, you know, sharing and YouTube and all sorts of streaming. Uh, no, 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 it's no downtime. It's, you know, it's any time is a good time to put out a TV show. Anyway, it came out. There were no sort of young mums at home watching it before picking the kids up from school. There were no students watching it, ironically. Uh, <laughs> it was a little bit rough and ready when it started. I think it got better, the series, as it went on. Yeah. And then uh, it, I, it was never going to come back for a second series. But, <laughs> you know, I was proud of some of it. I thought some of it was really funny. Yeah. But it just came and went. And so, honestly, you mentioned now, people don't even remember it. No, no, no. I think it was just me watching. But it was beautiful. It was... Uh... <laughs> It was like a, it was like a, it was like a casual improvised Noel's house party. I thought it was nice. Oh God! Yeah, some of it was pretty terrible. But I mean, uh, <laughs> if they'd given it a second go, if you know, like all these things, if they'd just given it a second series, it really would have taken off. It was just, you know, it, it, I suppose the budget wasn't enough for writing, and some of the impro was a bit sketchy. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love the way you are laughing about. It. I love it. I love to, but I love that. I mean, I love Noel Edmonds. I lo People are talking about writing a novel during this time. I have a sitcom idea which involves Noel Edmonds, so I might be tapping you up for his phone number or whatever. Um, oh yeah. I don't know. I don't know whether he's what's he what's he up to now. I don't know, but he was super super nice, and yeah. I really liked him. And he kind of gets the fact that he's sort of kitschy and slightly ironic. He understands <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love it. But he's great, and occasionally he <laughs> still phones me up and does a gotcha down the phone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's lovely, uh, Noel, and um, I, I really wanted to do some more with him. He's a super nice guy, and I won't hear a word said against him. Oh, God, no. He's, a, he's an absolute hero. I should try and get him on this. If only someone knows his phone number. Um. Anyway, I do, um, <laughs> I do know his. We should try and get him on this. You should recommend it to him. All right, okay. It would be, right. it would be my goodness, the greatest okay. day of my life to get him on this. There we <laughs> okay. go. That's all I'm saying. This is the second greatest day. I mean, this is the greatest day so far. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Apart from that, we can get Barry and Clinton. Uh, talking about Clinton, didn't he contact Carol Baskin's first husband? Didn't yes. He? Did that? Oh, nice, nice. We had a, yeah, I mean, that was a shameless attempt to just jump on <laughs> when, it, when it was big news last week. Yeah. Uh, Carol Baskin's husband, yeah, we contacted him, second husband. Yeah. And then I said, and, she, and for any lucky viewers, he, he, he signed a selfie. And then rather cruelly, I, I downloaded a picture off the internet of a mincing machine. It was just a load of sausage feet coming out with that sign. <laughs> <laughs> which is really horrible but I you know oh, that's brilliant that's yeah, brilliant so um, yeah so Carol Baskin but we but there's loads more Clinton to come if anyone would like to jump on board when are we doing tomorrow night tomorrow night is Wednesday and I've got uh, Lewis McLeod who plays Ramon who's a character in my podcast who's like a very camp Glaswegian uh, competitor competitor in the world of clairvoyancy and so he um, 
yeah, he's joining us. Nice, nice. So, oh, you're, uh, doing, you're doing so much. You're doing Barry, you're doing oh, Clinton podcasts and live stuff. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It is, as I say, it's what, it's what people want. It's what people need to get through. And uh, I hope so. It's great. It's great. Are you doing any, stuff, really... uh, are you doing any stuff with Angelos, sir? Yes, well, we still do our uh, podcast. Yeah. Uh, I just sent him a text earlier saying, do you want to do a, a, an episode tonight? Uh, that is the Angelos and Barry, the all new Angelos and Barry podcast, yeah. which is uh, really immature. And I'm, <laughs> I'm embarrassed sometimes, quite a lot. I'm sure there are people going, this is pathetic. <laughs> uh, it's all bumpoo, willy, fart, fuck, shit, bollocks. <laughs> Uh, but even but, people that even people that don't like that kind of stuff, I think, would like it at this time. I really do. I hope so. I mean, it's yeah. so childish. Yeah. But it's it's like you know, it's just like a chance for us. To, it's like a jam session where yeah. we just have a good old. Uh, that sounds awful. Just like a jam session, but it's just <laughs> like um, us to kind of arsing around. And if anyone wants to listen to it, then that's good. I mean, yeah. occasionally he does make me laugh. My wife was saying to me who makes you laugh a lot and dan skinner always makes me laugh an awful lot yeah so it's good fun yeah nice one nice one well keep putting all that stuff out there alex despite what your family wants don't listen to them they're not in showbiz (laughs) no i know they're not exactly (laughs) uh well thank you very much for having me i feel like i've just spoken about me i'm sure this was supposed to be a two no, not way at all. Thing. Not at all. I mean, I'd love to have you on the main episode one time. You know, because we do we do talk about the psychology of comedy, and then we do drill deeper into kind of childhood. And uh, but no, this has just been a general chat. I just oh, want yeah, to know. I, I want to know about you. Thank you so much, Alex. It's been an honour, a pleasure. Apart from Noel Edmonds, you're my number one booking. Brilliant. Thanks, Nathan. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Lots of love. Keep well. The wonderful Alex Lowe there. Check him out on Twitter. He's got loads of Twitter handles for Barry from Watford and Clinton Baptiste and himself. I'm sure you'll find them. So the one thing I wanted to mention again today is the check-ins, the free check-ins that our counselling partner, threadup.co.uk, are offering. So that's 20-minute check-ins, a brief chat managing how you feel to all creatives who can't afford therapy. So go to at threadup underscore on Twitter and DM them there. Their new dates are today, 15th of April, 6 till 7pm, and Friday, 5 till 6pm. So that's it. That's our show for today. Join me at 8 o'clock tonight, if you're listening, on the Wednesday. Join me at 8 o'clock on Facebook Live for more Elton John silliness. We're blown away by the thousands of downloads for this. We're blown away by the support. Thank you so much. If you do want to support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash Nathan Cassidy. And please listen back on all the daily shows, all the main shows. Please give us a five-star review. Psychomedy is produced by Mike Hansen at Pop People Productions. Check out psychomedy.co.uk for mental health tips from ThreadUp. I'm Nathan Cassidy. Lots of love to you all. Stay healthy, stay optimistic, and tune back in for more Psychomedy Daily Dose tomorrow. Pod people.